Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Terry Rozier has gotten off to a, a strong start to the series. No turnovers in 78 minutes. How personally do you take that matchup? Who? Terry Rozier. I don't even know who that is. So while the Celtics managed to tack on 120 points in game two, there's plenty Ooh. of shots fired in the gym where we're sitting right now, but there's also shots fired in the oh, locker room. Wow. The Milwaukee okay. Bucks locker room. Eric Bledsoe had an interesting take on what Terry Rozier has been doing lately. Uh, someone pointed to him that he hasn't committed a turnover in games one and two. And when he was That's... asked about what, does he feel guilty for, uh, you know, allowing Terry Rozier to play so well, he said, who's, who's Terry Rozier? I don't, I don't know who the F that is. That's such a Rondo thing to say. So I, I got to tell you. Is uh, Eric a little too, too salty, guys? A little too salty so about the way Terry Rozier is playing? So many players in each show salty. I got to tell you, if he doesn't know who Terry Rozier is, it makes a lot of sense then. <laughs> the last two games make a lot of sense because Rozier just he's, absolutely had his way. You can't you find him on the court. He's not, he's not guarding him. I don't even know how Bledsoe found his way back to the gym for game two after what Rozier did to him in game one on that step back I was three. going to he say. Had, he had Bledsoe walking out of the gym I would have benched play. him because, you know what, Bledsoe gave up on that play too. Well, it wasn't it wasn't, well, it wasn't his fault. He was, he was halfway down 93 on his way to New Hampshire <laughs> by the time Rozier took the shot. Well, no, I mean, no, no. You, no, no. you know what that was? That was the old school, you know, you're playing one-on-one, talking smack all game, and you're just looking at him like, you're not going to make that shot. I, I dare you to take that shot. Yeah. And Rozier took him on his offer and, and sunk it right in his face. I love That's Terry Rozier. I, I, I love what I've seen from him. This season, last season, but he's getting a little cocky too. You're That's what of, I like the most about him. I well, like the my guys, confident. this not kind of cocky. thing. Yeah, it's not a cocky level yet. Just confident. That's I don't what. Know. That's What's what he, he done? from a point guard. Rondo used to say the same stuff, and well, everyone Rondo loved won a him for that. Championship in his second year. What, what, what's okay? What's Terry well, Rondo done? also had a little bit of better of a supporting cast, and Terry's taking on much more of a load than Rondo took scoring wise. And I, I got to say, I'm impressed by the kid. I like his. Attitude. I'm impressed too. I'm not. I'm not picking on him. I'm just making he's, an observation. He's dominating. Jimmy. He's dominating a veteran in this league, uh, in two games, right. and he's doing what he that. needs to do. I mean, here's a guy who's played in the shadow of Isaiah Thomas, and he played in the shadow of Kyrie Irving. As he should. He's Continu- only a three-year player. Absolutely, but he's continuing to do his thing, learning from both those guys. Probably now he's applying probably what he's learned and what he's brought. You know what he what he already knew about himself. Now right. we're starting to see that on the big stage because he has that bigger role. Well, we also have to remember that this guy has a humongous chip on his shoulder because you guys remember what happened the night he was drafted. Was anyone cheering about Terry Rozier? I was anyone saying Terry Rozier? I was flipping through the program. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he's always had that chip on his shoulder since he came out of Louisville. So this is doesn't surprise me at all. And he can he can dance he's around and do the rah rah moments. I love it. I think it's it's a level of confidence and it's a it's I wouldn't call him cocky. I just I just think he's just showing everyone what he's made of. I think there's definitely there's definitely a line between you know cockiness and confidence, and I, I don't think he's crossed that. I think that he needs to show confidence because there's a lot of guys following in his footsteps, and I think 
in the NBA, you, you know, sometimes you really only go as far as your point guard takes you, and you need him to. to I'm not be picking on Terry. I mean, no, I, definitely not. I, I'm not. I, I'm honestly, I've loved everything he does. I love watching him play basketball. He's certainly got a s- terrific career ahead of him. Just made an observation. That's all. But Bledsoe should. Yeah, but I think Bledsoe just Bledsoe looks kind of foolish. Looks right. like an idiot. Well, just Bledsoe's when you thought he, he looks like Rondo. Rondo. It's such a Rondo he move. Just, why do you have to bring up Rondo? He just demonstrated <laughs> how he doesn't get enough. How Terry Rozier no, doesn't get enough respect. That's pretty much what he did. <laughs> demonstrated how he doesn't get much respect, and exactly it's going to be interesting Who, to see Terry? what happens. No, the team. Uh, Bledsoe, yeah, yeah, what Bledsoe said obviously shows how it's Terry Rozier doesn't get enough respect. What kind of respect do they want at this point? Come on, you don't know who he is. Come on, come on, Bledsoe. You better. Yeah, you got to show it. We'll see who gets the best of of this back and forth. Well, I'm sure Terry Rozier will be asked about it. We'll see who gets the last laugh in game three in Milwaukee. Terry will be really funny about it too. Yeah, I wish he said it before we we you know he took took it to the podium because it would have been a nice question to ask him. But we'll see who gets the last laugh in game three in Milwaukee between Terry Rozier and Eric Bledsoe as the plot thickens in this best of seven series. The Celtics up two games to zero against the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's going to do it for us for this segment of CLNS Media, the Garden Report. Fellas, how are your basics looking and feeling? You know, your basics. I'm talking about your undies, your socks, your t-shirts. Come on. I'm going to guess you've been neglecting them. And well, that stops today thanks to Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Seriously, a few clicks in a couple days is all it took for me to see the difference. And the best part is I can wear them for anything. Working out, going to work, going on dates. Uh-huh. I'm wearing a new pair of boxer briefs right now, and I'm not sure I want to take them off. Seriously, the t-shirt fits like a glove too. My next purchase? For sure it's the pants. It can also be your next purchase for 20% off. That's right. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code CLNS at checkout. That's MacWeldon.com, promo code CLNS. All right, gentlemen, keys to game three. How can the Celtics go up 3-0 in a best-of-seven series? Nick, you go. Jimmy, throw it right on me. Uh, no, I mean, I think it's more of the same, guys. Scoring by committee, well-rounded scoring. The box score's got to look very balanced for the Boston Celtics. Al's got to continue to play defense on Giannis, I mean, as well as he can. Try to contain him, draw fouls. You know, I mean, I think it's it's more of the same, really. Oh, every 50-50 ball, man. They yeah. got to keep. Because the Bucks are so long, they, they deflect basketballs. So... And then they deflect them, and no one's grabbing the loose ball. The Celtics mm-hmm. are rushing to every loose ball, which has really been the difference in the game. And that's how the Bucks could, so, uh, you know, shoot sixty percent from the field and yet still get killed Can by. You imagine if points. they had Marcus Smart too, because that's oh, his game. Is I got to tell you something balls. real quick. I was Google imaging <laughs> something, and I Celtics hustle. I couldn't find anything else in Google images but, but Marcus Smart. I swear really? that is true. Yes. Well, they, and that picture well, of Dave Cowan, like right around here when he's rolling. It doesn't look the like they're going to need Marcus Smart because he said he'd yeah. be back for a game seven. Yeah. At this rate, there won't be a game seven. But I do agree with you with the balance attack thing. Yep. I think it's one of those. It's a team right now that because they've lost their stars, you really don't know where the offense is going to come from on any given night. For me, it's more so on the defensive end. If they can force the Bucks to take tough shots, mm-hmm. they're not a great outside shooting team. They hate shooting three pointers. They hate In today's it. NBA yeah. team. <laughs> In today's NBA, the team hates shooting three pointers. Yep. Uh yeah, that's that's why you're losing Your by star 15. player. Yep, yeah, shooting exactly, three and he can't. So he make them, make them take yeah. those outside shots. Yep. Don't let them have the easy baskets. If you got to hit them 
a little bit harder than normal on the way to the hoop to make him think yeah. twice by driving, then let him. I mean, Giannis couldn't even hit free throws in game two. So these guys, <laughs> they're not a great outside shooting team. Force For sure. them to make tough shots. Just play up on them. I mean, Al Horford's a guy that he, I think he's contested more shots in the NBA than any other player uh, this year. Double check that stat, but I know it's up there. I'll he's double check it after the Double segment. check that stat, but I know it's up there. I'm going to do like it. Top now. three, top I love five. Proving Jimmy it might actually be top one, but point is. He's a great player that always is contesting shots and making it difficult yeah. for opponents. So more Again, of that. Something that doesn't show up in the box score. More for of that. Al. And also, what the Celtics did in game two, they kind of punched him in the mouth a little bit, start things off. They forced him to get into bad habits turning over the ball. And I think that that was the huge difference because, like you mentioned, they shot 60%, but they also turned the ball over 15 times and gave up 21 points. So you're either getting, you're getting points in transition two ways. One, on long misses from the Bucks, and two, on turnovers. Jimmy, you're on fire right now. Sorry. So you're riffing, yeah, man. Yeah, no, but the truth, the truth I'm really is, passionate about it. you are very <laughs> passionate about this. The other thing is, you're now in, you're no longer at TD Garden. Right. You cannot have long scoring droughts like they did in Game One. The Celtics need to, like you said, come out strong, come out hard, punch first, yep. maintain that lead, and close it out in four or five games. Yeah, I think my thing for the Celtics to to go up three zero in the series is bench scoring. 41-25 in favor of the Celtics tonight. And That's I think, incredible because exactly. there is no one on our no one on the Celtics bench right now. <laughs> Who's there besides like Brad Stevens? I, I'm not sure, but uh, let me hey give man, Shane Larkin. Let me give credit to two guys: Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris, Marcus and Shane. Morris you just stole my thunder, Jimmy. That's all good. Though. <laughs> he Sorry, always dude. does that. I was, he was about to say. I didn't know you were going to go. I was about to say Marcus Morris <laughs> and Shane Larkin. I mean, sure. I've asked Brad Stevens this multiple times this year. He just loves what Shane Larkin brings. Yep. I cannot give enough credit to Danny Ainge for going, you know, scouting Spain, seeing Larkin do well there, and. and reviving his NBA career because it was almost lost at this yes. point. You know, he comes out yeah. of Miami. He had a really good college career there, but other than that, he didn't really do much in the NBA. He had a career high for his four playoff games he's played in, but a career high. Yeah. He has played so well off the bench. And with Marcus Morris's All year, yep. Exactly. And with Marcus Morris, too, it just changes the space and pace so much. That's what Brad Stevens loves, man. Yeah, Marcus Morris has really fit into a, a role uh, where he, he is embracing having more responsibility and more put mm-hmm. on him. It was almost as if early in the season he was getting, and he was injured, but he was getting frustrated because he wasn't getting, not necessarily he was selfish, but he wasn't getting the shot attempts he needed to get into he's rhythm. He's the perfect six-man, isn't he? He, is the, he has embraced that six-man role finally, and he's the perfect six-man. I still six, think he wants to start six-man. Six of course he does, but he's the perfect six-man sure because there aren't many second units that can stop a guy like him. He is a shooter. He is a scorer. Yeah, and as, as our friend in the back said before we Wrap went on camera, uh, Celtics <laughs> just need to show up, right? They just need to oh, show up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just need to show up. And with the way the first two games have gone, they just need to show up. Obviously, it's not that simple because right. game one was a very close one. Game two, not so much. Right. But um, I think they need to come out, like I said, come out strong. Keep the Bucks. Don't let the Bucks get that momentum. Don't let the yeah. Bucks get the fans involved, and uh, they should be okay. Yeah. All right. What do you Time think the Celtics will do in game three? We'll find out. Comment below.